Hey, hey, it's A. I'm B. And I'm C. And you're tuned into The Jizz Podcast. Hey, 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 what's up, guys? You're listening to The Gist Podcast. I'm B. I'm C. And today we're going to jump right into it. Let's get into episode one. It'll be fun, they said. (laughs) So we're going to play a game. We're going to name three songs that describe our current dating life. So, C, I think you have a more active dating life than me right now, (laughs) so you should have, like, no problem choosing three songs. You go first. Um, let's see, let's see. Oh, this is hard to come up with on the spot. Three three songs that describe my dating life. Uh, Think about last weekend. I know, and I cannot remember. I don't, it's like my brain is going blank. All right. Three songs that actively describe my dating life. Uh, Number one probably be Cash It by Megan because really now that I'm getting older, I'm starting to date uh, for financial security. So yes, I'm in these niggas' pockets now. So oh, you're in the, you're in your bag, but you're in his. I'm in his too. Okay. Um, number two would probably be Clowns by Key Glock because these niggas are clowns. It kind of really sucks being a straight woman. I mean, honestly, every day I, I just wake Pickings up and are slim. I know. I just wake up. I'm like, why am I so straight? It's kind of wild. It's kind of wild. And the third one, I will probably say Freak Nasty by by Megan Thee Stallion. Okay. So two for two for Meg. All right. Um, I'll probably say right now, Leave Me Alone by Michael Jackson. Because I just am not in the mood lately. Like, I just be like, Ugh, I'm just not ready to date. What else? It's got to be a song called What the Fuck, right? What the Fuck. There's got to the be a song called WTF. I feel like there no, is No, Megan one. has a song on Tina Snow. and I- Yeah, she does. It is called What the Fuck. Yeah. yeah. That'll be, but I don't think it's talking about what I'm saying. It's just because every time I take a step, like, okay, let me see what's out there. They you get disappoint burned. me again. <laughs> so I'm going to say WTF by Tina Snow, if that even exists. And then the third song, I'm going to say Lonely by Akon. <laughs> Because some days you get lonely. <laughs> yes, some days I get lonely, especially it's getting colder and darker now. So I'm like, I want to cuddle. But yeah, all right. Well, um, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's do a little a little quick run through on networking and career goals. So you've just recently graduated with your master's in construction, construction. management. Go Miners. Woo. Go Miners. UTEP. University of oh, Texas. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you meant Miners like a major and a minor. I was like, what? Um, okay, so, I mean, you're, you you are still at your same company, but how, like, do you feel like it was difficult for you to find your footing when you graduated? Um, No, because I graduated from undergrad May 2016 and I had a job by June. So it was pretty easy for me. And then I just graduated with my master's May 2019 and I got a new job by August 2019. So the whole job search and, you know, post-grad, like, stress about finding employment, I haven't been able to really relate to that because everything kind of happened pretty easy for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like I'm moving in the right right direction with my career. So Do you feel like, okay, so because things kind of just happen to fall into place, like, have you ever networked? Like, have you, or do you just kind of stay in your own bubble? I never, yeah, I never really needed to network. Yeah. Because... How I got my job originally, I hadn't been going to any career fairs, and I happened to just go to one, and then I got an interview, and then I got a job. So I've always been scared to network because um, I used to not like talking in front of people at all, like mm-hmm. not meeting new people. 
So I never did. And then now that I moved up in my company, but it's within the same company, so it was still no reason for me to yeah. really network. You still was like staying in your comfort zone a little bit. Exactly. But, you know, I do need to push myself because, you know. Especially because you said you wanted to branch out into other things. like Yeah, you know, you want to do other things outside of your nine to five. So networking is very important. So I will be trying to step out of my bubble 2019, 2020, because, you know, trying to get in my bag. And his too. And his too, but, yeah. <laughs> No, yeah. So for me, I've had like the opposite um, journey when it comes to network. Well, finding a job. When I graduated from undergrad, I graduated with public a public health degree and I didn't intend on getting a master's at first. I was just like, oh, you know, I'm going to just climb my way up in a company Ooh, we that did not happen. Like <laughs> it didn't go smoothly. I applied for I had to have applied for at least like 200 jobs. I'm not even exaggerating. And either they would like get, offer me an, a, like a super disrespectful like salary where I was just like I made more when I was doing work study or it'll just be like, no. And then finally, after I just realized how hard it was, I was like, OK, I'm going to go back and get my master's. In this program, I think I took networking more seriously, especially when I noticed like I was in class with people who are doctors, um, presidents of companies and all kind of stuff like that. They were just coming back to like brush up on skills or strengthen themselves. So I would make a point to try to like, you know, Put your, get your name out yeah. there. But it's really hard for me because I'm not a people person and I'm really shy. So I've been trying to break out of that mold. I'm now going into the healthcare IT world um, or slowly trying to like inch my way out there. I'm proud of myself because we had a networking event this past week and um, normally I just would not go because I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> the no, anxiety kicks in, it's yes, too much. It's like, I cannot, but no, I went and I saw the table with the healthcare IT and I literally just marched right up there and was like, I saw your presentation at a previous event that we had and you know, blah, 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 blah. And he was just like, Okay, so glad you he was like super friendly. So I'm like, okay, you know, I could do this. So I'm going to keep y'all updated on what happens when I graduate. I graduate this December and hopefully, you know, God willing, I find a job in three to six months. You will. And you'll find it in one month even. Amen, amen. Let's put it out there. <laughs> but, but no. Um, yeah, like you know what I was thinking about? Like, so okay, so it's like weird because we've lived in Houston our whole life our whole lives and um it's like so many like the Nigerian community is so big yet so small but I feel like I do not really know like I know of people but I don't really know them like that like to even network you know it's just like you know yeah same I don't really it's like I just started going out now same uh in my older age you know I didn't really used to go out much so I really don't know a lot of the Nigerian community that most people know. And a lot of people do not know me. They're like, oh, you're from Houston? Like, if I go somewhere, like, you're from Houston? I'm like, Same. yeah, born and raised. And like, we never see you out because I'm just now starting to go out. But it's very important to, like, you know, you don't want too many. You know, you want some kind of privacy. You don't want too many people to know you. I'm but very it is, private. it is good to get out there because you don't know who can help you out. Mm -hmm. Like, you can meet somebody your fellow Nigerian and their dad could be a doctor who can help you out, mm -hmm. you know? So it's always good to just kind of step out of your comfort zone and try to meet new people for sure. It's scary though. It's definitely scary. And I think sometimes it's scarier with Nigerians cause like my mom was telling me this and I think it's a little bit better with our generation versus our parents because she was like, like with Nigerians, like they don't, 
they kind of like to give you crumbs. Like, they don't really... They want you to do good, but they never want you... You, you kind of feel like you, they don't want you to do better than them. Yeah. And you like, hate to feel like that about your own people, but that's, that's how it is sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's it's that way every you know everywhere, but that's just a conversation we had. And I was like, well, I kind of noticed that too, but I do think, like, our generation, we're more, like... Open to help and... Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're definitely a little bit more open, our generation, for sure. But yeah, um, so I mean, we're, we'll keep you guys updated with that. It settled in her new position. Um, so, you know, if y'all need money, y'all just hit her up. <laughs> you know, leave me alone. I don't got it. But um, yeah, so let's get into dating. <laughs> okay, so it's so funny because C actually lives in Dallas now. And I live Triple in Triple D Dad. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> never say that again. Um, I'm gonna remember that next time you throw out the H. I know you're a Dallas girl now. Um, but it's so funny because she has no luck dating in in Dallas. It's always Houston that she finds somebody, and me who lives here, literally, <laughs> I can never get any. And luck. when you come to Dallas, you don't even know luck in Dallas either. Actually, in Dallas, nothing ever happens when I come because I don't. I don't stay there long enough, and I rarely go. You you be in Houston all the time. Yeah. Nothing happens for me in here. But, you know, you go ahead and you let me know your experience. You've had a good one this year, I think, versus <laughs> last year for sure. Well, yeah, I've been in Dallas the past three years, going on four in 2020. And I cannot seem to meet anybody in Dallas. I don't know what it is. Like, I, there are attractive men. There, there are successful men. But it's like... I just never can connect with anybody in Dallas. But I come to Houston for one day, and I always seem to meet somebody. It, it clearly, it's clearly not sticking because I'm still single. But I'm just saying, I think, like, my options are definitely— I have a lot more options in Houston for sure. Um, do this, you think that you're, like, in Dallas, do you, do you feel like you're at home yet, or do you still feel like— I'm visiting. Yeah. Um. Actually, this year it kind of made me feel like okay. I feel like really kind of settled in, like my own space. Like I'm enjoying myself. And I mean, that's another point. You know, people might be like, "Oh, you know, I mean anybody because you don't go out." But B knows I go out. Yeah. A lot. You do go out it's in very rare that I'm just at home. So I mean, I go out. I, I feel like I'm very comfortable in this city now, and it's just not happening for me. You know, and it's kind of frustrating because. I'm okay meeting people in Houston. I mean, I have, all my family lives in Houston. My close friends are in Houston. So, I mean, I come back often. So, I, if I was to date somebody, it would be cool. I would see them often and enough. Yeah. But it's just like, you know those nights where it's cold? It's getting dark. You don't want to have to be like, oh, let me take a four-hour Let me, hour yeah, let me take a four-hour drive to go see my boo. I wish I could just call them up in like 15 minutes they're there. So... You know, it's it's a little frustrating, but I have had better luck dating in general in 2019 for sure. Like it's not, it might not have worked out, but I'm definitely getting more experience. Yeah, getting more, learning what you like, what I like, and what I don't like, what I'll tolerate, what I won't tolerate. <clears throat> Having people pay for dinners. I mean, it's really nice to be, you know, wand and dined. You know, people will be like, "Oh, I'm not going out just for a free meal," and I'm like, "Why not?" But the thing <laughs> about it, okay, so when people say that, I can't stand it because it's not like I'm putting effort into going out for a free meal. But if it happens to happen, like. First of all, if I go out on a date with a guy, he asks me out, I'm not paying for the dinner. So As you you should not. Like Are you the man or is he the man? Like it's gonna be a free meal regardless, but like people be trying niggas be trying to be like, Oh yeah, I don't want nobody to try to finesse a meal out of me. You act like I sat here taking notes, calculating how I'm finna get I can afford my own meal. It's just the 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 principle of the matter. Like you ask me out, 
you take me out, you pay for it. Like, But how is it finessing? Because nine times out of ten, they're not fucking taking you to a $200 dinner. Exactly. So if you feel like you paying $60 for two people is finessing... <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, pal. That's not you, you didn't get finessed out of a free dinner. Like, didn't you eat? Like, like you ate. You was gonna eat anyway. Like, like, exactly. And I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I, I'm great company. So you had like a good day. Yeah, you so, had a great time. So like, don't on. act like you didn't have a good time. Because it ain't been no time that um, they just like didn't text you back or didn't so you had a great time clearly i made an impact maybe it didn't stick in the long run but like you had a good time so that your little 60 dollars it was worth it exactly so come on no i can't stand when people do that um so for 2019 i actually made it a point to stay single because i just wanted to take all of 2019 to focus on myself and get back comfortable being single initially i was like i'm gonna date a little bit but then i met that guy in the early part of 2019. That, that, that guy. That guy. Um, and oh my God, wow. He made things so difficult. <laughs> the most simple things he made so difficult. And I was like feeling myself getting so mad. And I was like, you know, I don't think I'm ready yet because, but I was proud of myself because I was, I saw the difference in the way I handled him versus like what I did last year. In previous, in previous like relationships. Yeah. Like I was able to cut things off sooner before getting so invested. And then, you know, oh, well, God showed me a sign, but I kind (laughs) of didn't see them. Like you saw the red flags. You just didn't want to pay attention. So I feel like I did a much better job, like seeing the red flags and being like, okay, yeah, this isn't what I want or what I deserve. I'm going to move on. But, um, so the thing is like, I get, I do get, like, I get offers in Houston. Like, people ask me for my number if we go out or whatever, or they'll try to talk to me. It's just, like, so, like, on Twitter, you know, I see people say stuff like, oh, y'all are shallow. Like, looks shouldn't matter. It's not always about looks. It's about an aura. Like, sometimes... Swag. Yeah, (laughs) for for layman's terms, it's, like, about a swag. Because it's some guys that, like can be fine as hell, but they just don't make me, like, care to, like... Your kitty don't jump. Yeah, it don't tingle. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, he's fine, but they're either boring, can't hold a conversation, or lame. not smart or lame. And then you have some guys, like, they're not, you know, they might not be what everybody be like, oh, damn, he's fine, but, like, they they know how to dress, they're intelligent, they have good conversation skills, like... So it's just like, you know, you, you're you attracted to them. But, yeah, I just haven't been having that this year. There's been people that I'm just like, ugh, this nigga is. <laughs> this nigga don't see you. You get offended when they're talking to you. Like, yeah, look like, at me and look at you. Me? Like, you thought you could hand, you could talk to me? Boy, go sit down somewhere. Or they be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, that is not a minutes. Convers- That's not a conversation. Yeah, every five minutes, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, Bro, the same thing I was doing five minutes five ago, Five minutes fam. ago when you asked me that. Like, that's why I was just like, I don't want to talk to nobody this year. Let me just... I'm going to try again next year. But now that winter's coming, I I have been kind of like, mm. Maybe I should try again. Maybe, no, I, <laughs> maybe I got a little time. <laughs> Let me pick one up real quick. <laughs> no, okay. We went, okay, we actually went to um, Atlanta back in July. We we went for July 4th weekend or whatever. And one of the conversations we ended up having, so it was definitely one of them things, like when you see on Twitter, when people get drunk and they be like, man, I love y'all. <laughs> y'all know y'all my niggas. <laughs> y'all my niggas. We were mimosa drunk. Actually, I wasn't drunk that day because... um You had a hangover from the day before. Yeah, I was like, I think I had a hangover or something. So I was like, y'all got it. But yeah, um, C and A were drunk. And... Um, 
off of mimosas. So we ended up talking about our top three. And at first, C and I were like, girl, get this shit out of my face. Like, I don't give a fuck about that. But then it was actually a good conversation because it was like, okay, it kind of forced us to see like what kind of mistakes we were making and... Why are you even talking to somebody who doesn't have your top three? Wasting your own time. Wasting your own time, What which niggas love to do. N- oh, hold on. <laughs> Just give me one second. Niggas like, I don't think niggas value their own time, to be honest, you know, because they'll put in so much effort, so much effort into you, calling you every day, um, texting you every all day, every day, take you out on dates, if and then, you haven't if you haven't talked to them in like some hours, damn. So you've been in my head. And then maybe two, three months later, they'll be like, I mean, I didn't know I didn't know we were getting serious. It's like why like, are you talking, well, to why are you talking every, every day, day if you don't if like the, serious? If you like, don't like or them, you like, didn't plan on getting serious. Yeah, if that wasn't like, your plan. It's like, do you not value your own time? Like, cause you could have been out here. You as whoever you are could have been out there thoughting and bopping. You didn't have you didn't have to come and bother me. Like, especially that's the thing. You be minding your business. You're all, when somebody comes and waste your time, nine times out of ten, you weren't seeking them. You were minding your business. You were fine where you were, and they should have just left you where you were. But no, I think sometimes men actually, and this is not to be funny. I actually think sometimes men get a thrill out of like the chase. And then no, when they, they feel like sure. I I think for sure. When they feel like they've gotten you. Especially like if it's a certain type of woman. Like I feel like some men wanna see like can they bag Can they bag her? And once I feel like once they've gotten you, they're like, Okay, this is not fun no more. I already have you. I don't really Yeah. And then you're left like, oh wait, but I really like you. And they're like, nah, chill. So it's like Exactly. Like, like I said, you should have left me where I was. Where I was in the beginning. It's so it's so frustrating though, because but the the difference that I've noticed with like and this is not to say this is um, all the time, because I've definitely met men who have taken the time. It's just normally it's not a romantic thing. It's like a friend that's a like a guy that's a friend. And like we'll be talking about like our relationships or whatever. And I've definitely like, you know, I know a couple of guys that do take the time to reflect on themselves and do say. Um, oh, so, you know, one <laughs> because. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. So, um, yeah, no, that take the. I do know a couple of men that take the time to, like, reflect on themselves. And, like, like I said, these are guy friends. And they'll tell me, like, yeah, looking back, there's definitely some stuff that they realized they did that they're like, oh, yeah, that was that was whack or that wasn't respectful. And they've, you know, they said, I don't know if they, you know, I'm not in a relationship with them, so I can't testify. But they said that they were doing better. But, like, so with women, I feel like that's normally kind of how we are. Like, we try to, no, like I said, there are some women that are definitely crazy and do not take the time to reflect or hold themselves accountable or oh, anything like sure. that. I know a few of them, so I'm not doing no gender wars or whatever, but I just noticed, like, in my experience, like, women are more, like, it's kind of funny because men always say, like, women are more emotional and not logical, but sometimes I feel like it's the opposite. Like, men will operate off of anger or whatever, whereas, like, women, we, like, us overthinking, to me, sometimes that is a logical thing, like, because we're analyzing things from different like you know what i'm saying different angles but like mm-hmm. even with you and i like when we went through our heartbreaks or whatever you know we definitely like leaned on each other or whatever we 
we started, um, we got into therapy. therapy. <laughs> we started really trying to figure out, like, what did we do wrong that we could do better? But, like, a lot of men, they have that one heartbreak or that one relationship. That... In the fifth grade, and they are scorned forever. <laughs> I just be like, are just, you kidding me, dude? It's like they be afraid to fall in love again. Or, like, it's like, you know, remember we were in um in the Uber in Atlanta, and we I forgot what we were talking about. But, you know, it's like niggas be afraid to say they like you. Like, it's like they're afraid to, to like you. Like, yeah, they'll do all these weird. things that you do when you like someone, and then if like if one of their friends be like, "Oh, okay, you, you like her?" her? Oh, no, I mean, nah, we just I mean, chilling. That's kicking that, it. That's not what I asked you. Do you like her? Like, <laughs> like, are you gonna die, die if you admit? say that you like somebody? Or they'll be like, it'll be one girl in the seventh grade who told them I don't like you, and now they're like, oh, I, I'm a dog, all oh, women for the rest of my life. I'm like, can't trust you? these bitches. <laughs> I'm like, like oh, really? Are you okay? Like, at 28, you're still shouting, can't trust, trust these, these bitches. bitches? Like, like, you need to get in therapy, my guy. Like ASAP. <laughs> I don't need therapy. I'm good. I'm good. Like, okay, clearly you have a uh, lot of issues that need to be <laughs> talked about, my guy. Like you're not good, but I mean, all right, buddy. Sure. If you say so. If you say so. So yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, we have we have A here. She just walked in the studio right now. Um. She was running late, but we're. <laughs> she told me to shut the fuck up guys so that shows you the kind of person she is okay so a what are your what are three songs that describe your current dating life right now okay so while i was late i was thinking about that in one year and i would say my first song is big old freak yeah. um why because you're not thick <laughs> Okay, um, you're a hater, but it's be a freak because I feel like right now in the age that I'm at, I'm getting more comfortable with my like sexuality. Oh, that's a Especially good one. Especially being friends with you whores is really like making wow. me, <laughs> okay, um, you know, a lot more free with myself. So I think that's what it is. And I'm single, so why not? Uh, my other one is probably gonna be Where the Bag At by City Girls, only because the caliber of men that I'm allowing to uh, experience this big old freak has escalated. So, um, you know. <laughs> And my last song is gonna be. I remember talking about this. What songs? What songs? <laughs> you said something, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's my song." Um, she couldn't remember. Oh, but I, yeah, I had chose two Megan songs too, and then I put "Clowns" by Key Glock because these niggas are clowns. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I think my last song is probably gonna be. Damn, what else is my sex life? I mean, woo, my Ooh. love life. Well, so love and sex. That uh, we see. That's what. That is. My love life. I guess I would say... You don't want to do Love Drought by Beyonce? <laughs> I mean, yeah, 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 we can say Love Drought, but I feel like I'm, I'm not in a drought of love. I just don't want it right now. That's what I said earlier. I'm yeah. just I'm just chilling. I'm about to say Fuck It by Iman. Oh, Fuck, fuck That you. Nigga by City Girls again. There we go. <laughs> two City Girls. So I had two Megan songs, two City Girls songs. You see where this is going, but yeah. Um... Okay, so real quick, we we discussed like our um, experience with networking, like post grad and stuff. And C was just uh, <laughs> saying <laughs> that you know, kind of things just you know, she's just been blessed. Like things kind of just fell into place for her, so she didn't right. really have to like learn how to network. Whereas I am faced with that challenge now. Like things did not go the way I planned, right. and so I'm I'm in a place now where I'm having to network mm -hmm. because I'm determined to get my foot in the right door so that right. I can, you know, live my financially... Your best life. Right. Best life. So, okay. like, how, how do you feel, like, after graduation, networking went for you? I know you did another program. Like, 
my, my stupid program that you hate. <laughs> that you program this, program this. <laughs> it's an everyday program. Um, I would say that the school that I went to really equipped me for networking. Where'd with, you go? Uh, UT Austin. Okay. We did a lot of networking events and being like ahead of a lot of organize, organizations. It really, um, you know, helped me out. But I felt like, honestly, because of the school school that, that I went to, um, we have a lot of like gateway programs. Mm-hmm. So they have that a lot of... That is true. A yeah. lot of people that I know that went to UT, like... There's so many like um, career career things path. Where it's like they yeah. walked into that exactly. career basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's basically what I had to do. Um, I'm not a talking ass bitch, so I don't have a lot of um, want or desire to network. I know like that's the biggest thing nowadays, like on Twitter and stuff, like network and blah blah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like honestly. Shut the fuck up because I would just like to sit down and <laughs> just get a job. Saying, oh, yes. I, I, was, I was like, I never like to just go in a room but, and talk to hey, people. So hey, I just hey, never, I never, I was glad I didn't have to do me. that. No, like, yeah. Um, But LinkedIn is really good for like networking. Yeah. So. <laughs> if people are not shooting their shots at you on there. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true because I have had my share. But um, yeah, like, well, with your experience now with you like graduating and all that, you know, I feel like you have a leg up because you're because well because you you're graduating with your master's mm-hmm. so i feel like there's other things that you can do um and you don't have to accept like entry level jobs right off the bat i feel like you have like room to kind of like shoot up more than like us who just went from college to work and then now trying to get our master's and all that well you would think that but i feel like the job force is so uh waywards now that you you i see stuff where they require PhD and they're starting you off at like 35k yeah. and i'm just like <laughs> disrespect that's disrespectful like that's not even how much they use for loans to get the PhD so i mean i'm just praying like that things you know fall into place for me and that the masters does make a a good dent in my resume um coupled with me trying my my best to like step out of my comfort zone and talk to people. I'm I'm not a people person. Um so Oh, we know. So okay, going back on what we said about the top three. So what is your top three? And I know it might have changed since then, but right now, what is your top three? Like you meet a guy, he has to have he these has three. to have these things or you're not you just it's can't not, do it's it. Not gonna, um for sure, it has to have a relationship with God. His own personal relationship with God. Because this is why I say that. You know, you're going to, you want somebody not to cheat on you and not to do anything bad to you. But it's not you that's going to stop him from doing it. He has to feel convicted to me from mm-hmm. God. Oh, for sure. To be like, no, this is not how I treat somebody I love. So that is why, like, that's top for me. Um, Two, financially stable. I'm sorry. I didn't grow up struggling. And I don't believe in struggle love. And even if you did, why would you, you want, yeah. want for the rest of your life? I just feel like if my dad took great care of me. Why should I be going? Why would he give me to a man who cannot take care of me? And this is not saying I'm not going to work. I can take care of my damn self. I'm doing it right now. But I'm not going to hop into something that's going to set me back. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, like you, the point to me, I feel like the point of a relationship is both people need to benefit and elevate. So if it's just going to be me trying to keep pull you, pulling you up. I'm not going to have nothing. Like, to, I'm not going to have, like, how can I help you? Like, I need to help myself first. And then 
you know, people like to say relationships are give and take. You should be benefiting from it. For sure. Like, people want to say whatever, oh, love, love, love. But love don't pay those Love bills, do not pay bills, boo. And most marriages end because of financial stress. Mm-hmm. That is very important. So, that is why, number two, I say financial security. And number three, um, I would say it's, you know, it kind of all falls in loyalty and respect Mm -hmm. because if I'm your wife or your girlfriend or fiance or whatever you should be loyal to me but that comes with respect you should be loyal to me out of respect for me Mm -hmm. um loyalty goes with you're not gonna cheat on me because you're loyal to me and honestly cheating is a deal breaker for me okay so my top three um top three in a man yeah okay Remember that conversation we had? We were crying. Uh, yeah, over drunk on mimosas. <laughs> over our eggs. Oh, these eggs are so good. What's your top three? <laughs> Why is my life like these this? These niggas are stressful. <laughs> but I still want some dick. Niggas ain't shit. Uh, pass the bacon. Uh, pass the bacon. Um, okay. Uh, so I think my top three, my, my number one will be respect because... I feel like respect just falls into so many other things. Like people say, like communication is key, mm-hmm. but if you don't even respect me, you're not going to even make an effort to communicate with me the right way. And people don't realize like communication is not just like, oh, I'm saying something. It's how you say it, when you say it, the delivery, like all of that. Like if you respect somebody, you're going to pay attention to how you're, you know, delivering a message when you say it to them. Kind of like, how, you know, you know, kind of like your brother, like, he did not say, he just did not respect your parents' authority. He was just like, I'm going to the movies. I'm going to see a second movie. And, you know, they're just going to deal with it. But if he was like, you know, oh, no, I'm... I'm you know, I need to ask. I need to ask, you know, let me let them know ahead of time that way. You know, it's a respect thing. So that's number one for me. Number two would be financial security for sure because um, I didn't grow up struggling, but when the recession happened it did hit us hard and it was very like hard to adjust going from like like living comfortably to like now having to cut out a lot of things that as a young like adolescent I didn't even realize like was something that you could even cut out like I I just took it for granted so it's like I don't want I don't want to go through anything like that again I don't want my kids to go through anything like that and I mean I'm here working hard I'm gonna have my own stuff I'm taking care of myself now I'm going to continue to do that but I don't need a man that's gonna be a liability to me and I mean if I have one that just is like you know you don't need to work I'm gonna take care of you Just because I know I can't just sit around, I'm gonna still work. I just I have to. I like to work. Not not like not like a nine to five, but you know. But like something something that that you like. But yeah, if a man wants to take care of me, I'm going to let him. Oh no no, don't take care of me, please. Please. You know, I'm going to find me some, all the like side things that I've been wanting to do. I'm going to, you know, have time to do all of that. I'm not going to do my nine to five no more, but you know, so yeah, financial st- stability. And honestly, you, you have a much better relationship when there's money because you, you have, you know, you'll have time to take vacations and spend time with each other. If both of you guys are struggling, you can't even take a vacation. You got to be at work all the time. I mean, if you take one, then it's like, oh, we got to cut back on this because we went to uh, Cabo for a weekend. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Um, And then the third thing, I guess this kind of falls under respect. I was going to. okay. the third thing I I would like someone who's very open minded to learning. Like, I don't like when men feel like they know everything or because they're a man, they're automatically smarter than me. I want somebody who's always like willing to grow. They can teach me and I can teach them. And it's not something that's going to bruise their ego. Like, I just feel like you can build on each other and it makes the relationship just 
smoother. So yeah, that'd probably be my top three. Those are good. What about yeah. you, A? Your top three? Um, my number one is for a man to be a provider in all aspects. I feel like nowadays a lot of these men wanna do like fifty fifty type of thing, like, oh, like I go half with you and you go half with me and all that. I think that's bread behavior. Um, so I definitely don't want that in my man. Um, I want a man who wants to take care of me. He doesn't have to, but I want, I want him to want to. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like that's rare these It's days. very rare these days. They want you to wine and dine them. Girl. No, they want to be courted as if Girl. they're the yeah. woman. Do you have pussy? <laughs> like, you came to me, asked me for my number, and now you want me to chase you? Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the long started. African side. <laughs> um, yeah, be a provider off top. Um, my second one would be, of course, okay, this is not in order of, like, most important, but okay. Second one would be relationship with God. Um, I feel like when you have that, a lot of things, like uh, B said, with respect falls into place. Um, I feel like when you have a relationship with God, you carry yourself differently. You treat your mm-hmm. wife differently you don't you know not saying a true relationship do. with god yeah, because not, there's a lot of men that who be, claim who be requesting you on the bible app trying to give you a pants <laughs> right but that's neither here nor there or like there. pastor wilson what was that video pastor oh wilson. yeah pastor wilson uh <laughs> out here handing out cunnilingus to women that are not his wife oh, man. <laughs> interesting so yeah relationship with god like a real relationship not like oh yeah i'll be going to church sometimes and like so what's up though you know um, <laughs> so what's up so, though and so what's up? i have a question though what you doing i have a W-Y-D, question with that. W-Y-D. W-Y-D, <laughs> so are you okay dating a guy that like when you say like a relationship with god do you mean one that's like already like sturdy or like what about somebody that has recently found god and by recently i mean like last five years and you know, you know how like new new Christians are usually super like they're a little intense sometimes. Yeah, oh, you can tell like that they just found God. Like, oh my God, you're wears- wearing the shirt; he's gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, not that intense because I just know, like, I, I think that's just not okay. That's like, not realistic. That's not for- a real, real yeah. relationship with God. Like mm-hmm. with God, you understand like grace and you know forgiveness and not being judgmental, but um, someone who has who's I mean. Even if you're just finding Christ, I don't mind. Um, I'm just not Bob the Builder, so I'm not going to build you up in that. That's your relationship with mm-hmm. God. Don't try to, like, have me, you know. I don't mind, like, you know, partnering up and, like, us doing stuff. Us growing together. together. Yeah, but, like, me, like, pulling you and, like, dragging you, not happening. Experience it before, not happening again. Um, so that's my second one. My third one would probably be, what would I say, providers of finances, relationship with God. Uh, my third one would be honestly, you okay? It depends on how much money you have, but I just really can't be with a short man. A short man? Yeah. The, yeah. Like, the physical is important to me. Yeah, like, that is very true. important. To me. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very visual person. I like to look good, so I would like for my man to like also look good. And I, and I, and I don't mean like he has to be like you know the finest, finest thing, walking. but just be the way he carries himself. Right. Yeah. You know, it's the the whole aura. And like we you did said. talk. Yeah, we talked about that. Like the BDE. Yes. Yeah. yeah but <laughs> BDE. I, but yeah. I don't need a BDE. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> because <define> I'm BD. <laughs> it can be normal, you know. It could, yeah, it could be. Oh, for sure, for sure. Six to eight. That's his 
That's yeah, I'm after, good on seven that. is great. Yeah, after eight, Women, he'd be like, "Nah, I need that." That's um, ma'am, I like my cervix intact. Thank you. Exactly. Like, stop lying. You're lying, right? Except you're like, a and, but then, but exactly. No, but then girls be like, oh, six inches, six inches, not too small. I know exactly what to do with it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, those are my top three. Um, but actually, the last, ah, uh, yeah, I would say the physical. Like, I feel like respect falls into like relationship with God and yeah. all that stuff. So I think, um. The last would be physical. I need you to be physically. Yeah, you just gotta be attractive to, to me. To me. Period. Like, good to me. To me. <laughs> no, yeah, like I, I don't know. For me personally, I mean, I'm I definitely prefer taller guys. Like it's just kind of funny because the I mean, last two people I dated were the same height. They were both six five, and that's the perfect height. Like because when I have heels on, I look like a giant. So. That's the perfect height for me. But I'm not about to be like, oh, you're only six feet. Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Like, if you're if you're shorter than me when I don't have heels on, it's just going to... It's a no for me. It's a no know. for you, big dog. I know it sounds shallow, but that is just what it is. Like, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, it's fine with me. It's not. So, I mean, it's not. <laughs> yeah. See, so... I think I'm the shortest here. This is C, yeah. and I'm pretty short. I'm think you're the I'm shortest. I'm five. Man? I'm five three, five four without heels. So honestly, a man who's shorter than me is a woman. Oh, so wow. <laughs> that's just what that is. Damn. So, <laughs> like, he, he, he can't help it. Like, take that up with God. <laughs> she just gonna skip him a whole new gender. Like damn. <laughs> I mean, a man who's five foot one. What should I be doing with him? He's fun size. Her word is like. Final. That's it. He's a woman. <laughs> like, it's in the book. <laughs> He's a woman. I mean, so with heels, I'm what five, five, seven, five, eight. Honestly, if you're not taller than five, eight, like, I, I don't know. Like, you don't okay. know what more you can do for but them. People romanticize relationships to a point where it's like not yes, realistic. Like, what? Like, love does fade away, and I think a lot of people feel like, oh, when you in love, you ride it. Out. Love fades mm-hmm. away because every every year. I mean, just think about. Y'all think about personally where y'all were last year. You're not the exact same person you were last year. As people are changing, you just sometimes not going to be as compatible as you were when you first started dating. It could, you, people can be growing at different rates. People who are married fall in and out of love, like throughout their marriage. Like there's bad years and good years. So, I mean. Like the struggle to be broke and in love. That's, that's that's what I'm saying. That adds a whole nother level of stress to the relationship. Like you can't even. You can't. You don't even know where your next meal is coming from, but you want to be in love, like. And that's why when niggas on Twitter don't be make like, sense. "Oh, oh, I can't we, take her out for, for a walk. Oh, that's not a date. Yeah. Oh, bitches these days want um niggas to to give their off for a date. I mean, I don't even know you like that. We could just sit in the car and catch a real vibe. <laughs> oh, vibe. What? Catch a heavy what is vibe. Catching a vibe. What does that even mean, dude? Like. Oh, we could just walk around in the park and, and have ice cream. I'm fucking lactose intolerant. I don't want no fucking ice cream. Take me to, damn, at least Capitol Grill. Like, <laughs> like I'm fucking 25. No, I'm a grown-ass woman, dog. How can you be telling me to have a park car conversation? Around the park. That was high school stuff. Park oh, car What are we or doing college. now? It was okay to be in struggle love in college. In college. Like, everybody, everybody was struggling. struggling yeah. but Even maybe the first year or two after college. But Yeah, you're trying to find your these footing. These are niggas that are 28, 29, 30. 35. 35 on a date. Talk about, oh, let's take a walk around the park. I got to get to know you. Now I got to get to know you. We had a, pre, a, a pre-date. And you know what? If I must say, <laughs> these men who invite you to their house, these are the same men who say don't trust bitches, right? 
But you just met me yesterday, and, and you want me to come in your house. home. As if I can't rob you. you, nigga. I'm gonna start robbing niggas. Cause somebody needs to teach them a lesson. I don't, I don't know, know her like that, so I don't want to take her out. Yes, but you want to bring her in your home without a condom. You, yeah. without and a you want to have raw sex with uh, somebody that you don't know. All right, my love. Or somebody who you say, oh, I'm not really feeling the connection with, but you were raw dogging that person. I raw mean, dogging I ain't going to force you to put it on, here. but I'm just saying, like, come on. No, because, <laughs> on. like, I mean, I would be kind of thrown off if they're like, oh, well, I don't, I only eat, you know, never mind. Let me not get, I mean, but, yeah. you know, let me not, but, um... How's dating been for oh, you, yeah. How's dating been for you, especially now that you're, like, all over the city? Like, all you travel it. a lot for work. I'm on tour. Um, No, for real. She's a flight attendant. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to be a flight attendant so, so bad. bad. <laughs> um, well, I haven't been, I haven't had the time to date because I, my job doesn't allow for me to, you know, have time in one city to, like, sit and balance and date. But I will say that I have... Since I'm coming back to Houston um, for the break, the holidays, whatever, you know, I'm really getting my lineup back together. And I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be hectic. I got to know how to, like, juggle these men and balance them out. But like I like, like I told C before, like, I, when I was dating, I really enjoyed it because you get to meet different types of people. And um, because I was dating the way I was, I wasn't, date like going out with men that that I would typically meet out you know um I went out with some white men when I you know when I with men with some type of financial gain and it was very fun it's you know it's a fun experience to I'm glad you out. brought that up actually because the other day I was talking to someone and uh, but she lives in New York now she is from Houston um and we were talking about like how so we're both in a place where we we just kind of wanted to like do some casual shit mm -hmm. and she was talking about like her experience in New York and she was like why don't you try dating a white man which I will confess that I did briefly date a white guy shortly after high school she said confess like <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious okay yeah but um she was saying like why don't you try to date a white guy um but I feel like Dating a white guy in Texas, it's just a, a little different than dating a white guy in New York. Like, I feel like I could actually give that a chance. Like, I don't know. I just feel like in Texas, a lot of white <sighs> men. No, now I, I have noticed some white men like do down here do like, you know, all kind of women. But it just seems like most I mean, of I just feel like black women are fetish like for our fetish. Right um, so it's dating a white person in 2019 and beyond is a, absolutely hell no for me. Um, I want black love. I really don't care. I do want black love. Okay, well, if, if there's a white millionaire that I'm not going to be like, <laughs> right. no, you're you white. Would, yeah, you I'm not going to turn her down. But well, yeah. I think the reason why there's, because I, I know I feel like the one of the questions is like, what have we learned to make dating easier is because, okay, so I'm not dating for love. I'm dating for an experience, for fun. So mm -hmm. I think that makes it, makes a difference with like who you go out with and, you know, what you allow and all that. Um, so I think that if I was dating, honestly, I'm not going to date for love. I just want my man to like propose to me and just be like, hey, like I saw you on the street, like you're my wife. What's up? Girl, so what? I'm probably not going to date my she husband. She wants to be on Married at First Sight. Yeah, sure. that show. For sure, for sure. Um, my husband is already locked in set, so whatever. But girl, ugh, does girl. he know that? He absolutely knows that. Okay. He's just, you know. He's just playing a little dumb right now. Nah, he's just getting his like money oh, okay. together and then oh. come, come and he's ready. Okay. But um, yeah, so I think dating is like more so for fun for me right now versus like 
as trying to find love and a connection and all that stuff. I think that does make. I'm a just difference. trying to see what I'm trying to get out of people. So. Trying to you trying to catch a vibe. Trying to catch, catch a, a real vibe. vibe. A heavy well, vibe. no, not a heavy vibe. Light vibe. Light, light vibe. vibe. Light vibe. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So yeah, so, how has I guess, dating been easier for you? See, um, I'm actually giving people a chance because y'all know I'm the black. Queen. Oh, and I think right now you're like less um emotionally like connected, like like you. Yes, there, I yeah. have learned to when I I used to just be you know. All feet, hands in everything, but I have learned to put up a little bit of a wall so that I don't get attached to people so quickly. I think for a second you got too emotionally attached. I, I was so freaking lonely, and then I like now block you're kind of everything. Me. Like you're kind of finding your balance. Block. So you know, I have that wall up, which does help. And I think I'll know when the right time is to let it down. So that's what's made it a lot easier never for, for these niggas. Ever, ever. Bitch. I mean, niggas. No, my I kind of sometimes do wonder, like. Okay, I think I've only let my guard down one time. With and the what guy, happened? And I got exactly. my heart smashed to pieces. Out of the smithereens. <laughs> so I'm kind of in a place where I do wonder, like, like I, I definitely can see myself falling in love again, but I wonder if I'll ever fully like let my guard down the way I did the first time. But one thing that I've learned um, to make dating easier is to know what I want going into it. I think last time I was in love. I it just kind of happened. I didn't I wasn't planning it. And so I didn't really know what I wanted. I tried to convince myself that I was OK with certain things that I knew deep down I was not OK with. Um. So, yeah, I think that's my thing. Just learning, knowing what I want going into it so I can make better decisions or cut off people. Um. So, yeah, that's is that the same as that's what the rap. Yeah. yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, that's a wrap, man. That's the wrap. That's a wrap. That's the first episode of The Gist. <laughs> Make sure y'all catch us for episode two.